everyone and welcome to another episode of Close Up With Aurelia magazine. We're your hosts, Kaya and Amelia. And today we have our favourite columnist of all time, dating extraordinaire, <laughs> Annie Lord. Hi, Annie. Hi, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we're good. How are you? Yeah, good. Just really bored at the minute, but um, I'm fine. <laughs> Where are you at the moment? Oh, so I've just come back to my parents' house for a little bit because I came back, um, they're in Leeds. Um, so I just came back um, for Christmas just before they announced that, that you couldn't <laughs> leave. And then, um, yeah, I've just been here for a while because there's a bit more space down here. I was just say I had a feeling you were Northern. Yeah, my accent's a bit, um, it's a bit shit. <laughs> I don't have a very strong one, but um, I suppose like some Southerners sometimes think I have one. But y- your accent's a lot better. You sound Northern. <laughs> thank you I feel like I had to uh, retrain myself I moved to Liverpool from Manchester for uni and then I was full mm. on scouser but now there's just a bit of a twang left isn't there mm. <laughs> but yeah I'm trying to get back to my money roots um, how have you found living back at home? yeah it's alright like I've had little breaks where I've gone um, you know where, around when you could meet up with more people I was back in London but yeah it's fine I feel like there's such random things me and my parents will clash over like I get so annoyed about um them wasting food and stuff <laughs> um um or like getting really demanding about what I want for dinner <laughs> but um it is it um it's nice it's kind of nice as well because when you're a teenager I feel like um you're so horrible to your parents it's quite nice coming home and just like showing that you're a nice <laughs> adult and having normal conversations with them um, yeah so yeah it has been nice not had to definitely. do any washing definitely oh it's um, a dream it is a dream <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was gonna say the reason why i had a feeling you were northern is because of the way you write which is probably strange because obviously i can't hear you through your work but i feel like um there's definitely a sense of northernness. Mm. Maybe it's like mm. the takeaways and the like not being arsed <laughs> thing. <laughs> but it's like, it seems very northern to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I used to like, because um, when I was at home and stuff, like, um, people would like make fun and say I didn't have an accent or whatever. So when I think when I went to uni and stuff and people thought I did really have one or people were saying I sounded really northern, I absolutely loved it. Whereas I think for some people where they have a stronger northern accent, when they go to uni, it's annoying and they, like you were saying, feel like they have to retrain a bit. Um, but it was such a novelty that anyone thought I sound northern. I like loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, everyone I know reads it already, but those Aww. who haven't are about to fall in love. Um, you're a dating columnist at Vogue. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, well, when I um, got the column, the editor basically, Olivia Marks, was saying, um, she didn't want it, she wanted it to be um, experiential, I think that's the way you say that word, um, as in not me just ranting about loving being single, like writing about experiences or going out and doing um, certain things. So, um, yeah, so all based off things that I'm doing at that time, which is so complicated because if you're dating someone, it's like they know how you're thinking as you're doing it. It's really weird. So I tried to create a bit of a buffer of time. <laughs> so it's like a few weeks behind or yeah so that they won't know as I'm dating them what I'm thinking because that would be really weird (laughs) um yeah so and I sort of try to have a different topic each week so you know if you're on a date and you think about a certain thing like um how important a voice might be then I'll do the whole column kind of around that thought but also the date itself um mm. yeah I mean I think it's amazing um 
And how did the Vogue column come about, um, if you don't mind us asking? No, no. Um, so I had a breakup. I was going out with um, my ex for like five years. Um, and after that, um, Phoebe Hurst at Vice asked me to do, um, they had a column called, uh, oh, I can't remember, it. oh, the DM that changed my life. I love and she that. Asked me if I, yeah, it's really good, isn't it? And um, yeah, she asked me if I wanted to do one of those. So I did it on um, him, the the, t- the message I got, because um, I used to really fancy him at uni and I remember him um messaging me asking if um, I was out at a club and I got all dressed up really quick because um and just pretended that I spontaneously worked into him because I wasn't <laughs> actually out um and I just thought about that message and whether or not I'd go all the way back and d- be, do that again or just not go out and not have met him and go for all this horrible crap breakup pain um and then I think the Vogue woman basically read that and liked it and then I sort of had coffee with her and she was like oh you should you should pitch us um I couldn't think of anything good <laughs> to pitch at all. So there was like loads of time where I kept sending stuff and it wasn't quite right and it wasn't quite right. And then I think basically they just had the idea that they wanted a dating columnist, but they were saying that they just asked a few people and um, that I guess it's quite a big ask because you're being quite personal and stuff. So a few people had just said no, I think. Um, and then she asked me and I was like, oh my God, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then sort of had one as a test and it went quite well. So then carried on yeah um obviously we love personal writing and I think that's a huge part of why people are really connected with it because um I'm sure you won't mind me saying it's so popular um people connect with this so much um myself included I really do think it's something really special um and we were just wondering do you have a favorite column so far that you've written for Vogue um maybe the second one because um Mainly because of people's reaction saying that they um, that they felt like that because um, I just ha- it was basically about um, how men don't want to um, have sex <laughs> well like <laughs> that, because they treat sex a bit like a game sort of and that when they know women um, well straight men when they know women want to have sex with them it's like they've already won the won the game so they're not actually as bothered about going through and having sex with them um and that it used to be like oh once they've had sex with you once they're not bothered because they can take that box but now it's like as long as you're messaging and it's like they you seem interested it's so it's taken all the interest out for them um because when I wrote that I've was just having all these situations where I was messaging loads of guys for ages or in person, like flirting with them loads. And then when it felt like it was the point in which we'd like kiss or whatever, them just sort of leaving or stopping messaging me or whatever. And I just was like, like, am I being a creep or is, am I just really bad at flirting? What's going wrong? And then I sort of wrote it. And then when loads of people were saying they felt like that, it just made me feel so much better because you can feel like you've, um, it just made me feel like I hadn't just imagined or made up this situation that that's what was actually happening. And I don't know if a lot of other writers have this, but I feel like um, I'm not that articulate. I'm much better, like, I make sense of things writing them down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm um, angry with someone, but I don't really know why, that the best way for me to work it out is to write, like, an angry letter <laughs> and not send it. But then it makes helps me, like, clarify my feeling a bit so I think like with column writing it's kind of like that isn't it like you think 
about how you work out how you feel about something amidst doing it and then so I think it just helped me work out what was going on with dating and it was just really nice hearing that other women were going through similar things even though I wish they were having successful dating experiences (laughs) (laughs) but I was glad they weren't (laughs) It resonates with so many people because I remember when I read it, I sent it to one of my friends who this exact same thing was happening and she was like, yeah, I've already been sent that by like four people. Oh, that's so nice to hear. (laughs) Uh, Just following on from that, um, what you said about having to write down your feelings to understand how you you feel about them is something I really agree with. But um, when I do that, I find it's often to just to write for myself so to have to write such a large audience mm. was quite difficult and I was wondering um do you ever sort of worry about mentioning people in your work obviously that you know in real life I know you said that you keep a buffer but have you ever <laughs> felt like you've had to really hold back um only a few times like I think because a lot of the time because my dating's been successful it's often men on hinge that wouldn't read or like we've not we've been like oh what do you do our journalism not really spoke about it so they wouldn't unless they went and googled my full name and I'd like they wouldn't know and I know that is um like I have actually had people before be like oh do you ever feel bad about it and like I wouldn't ever have an argument to say why it was like a really good thing like I think you could in some ways because you'd be like oh I think sharing experiences you know like could help a lot of other people I think that's true but in some ways I do think it's quite cheeky but I just isn't bad enough for me to feel bad about it (laughs) like (laughs) um and I would never write anything where they would know it was about them or anyone else I mean sorry they might know it was them or they would but other people reading it wouldn't know it was them do you know what I mean so um I can swap out and in certain things you know like say if it was like someone who was a lawyer I could say they were um a civil servant do you know what I mean like certain things that would correlate to make sure that they wouldn't know it was them um but I've I have had really cringy things where I've written something about something oh they're never gonna see that and then they have like the last was it last column the one about um I wrote one last time about um like going home for Christmas and those like home friends that you always really fancy anyway I was like oh you know he might see it but he probably won't because no one except like embarrassing journalists have Twitter so I was like he's not gonna see it and then um he messaged me about like a picture I put up and I was just like talking to him and then he was like oh who's this Jamie character then and I was like oh Oh my (laughs) god I literally wanted to die and then he rang me a few times Oh, God. And then um, I spoke to him on the phone and then he was like, I, I thought, I knew he was going to bring it up at some point and he was like, oh, um, yeah, like, we're going to talk about the Jamie thing and I was just like, Bleh. Oh, was no. Horrible. I was so embarrassed. Oh it's so annoying now because, like, I mean, I think he knew already that I really fancied him because I'm so unsly, but <laughs> I was like, there's no way now I can play hard to get because I've literally written a whole thing about how I fancy him, so I've really jeopardised myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. It really reminds me, when I was younger, I was, like, big on Tumblr, not in terms of popular, just, like, obsessed with it. And um, I was writing all of that, like, really deep stuff about this person that I look like I was just so obsessed <laughs> in love with them like poetry and just like really heartfelt <laughs> stuff and then I was FaceTiming her one day and she was like who's all that about 
And I was like, oh, uh, oh, like trying to lie, oh. trying to lie. And then it came up and <laughs> and she's like, I always knew that was about me. <laughs> oh, I was like, God. oh, I just was so embarrassed. How did she find out? She just knew. Oh, really? She could just tell, yeah. yeah. I don't think I was, uh, yeah. Was Maybe you weren't as subtle as she thought you were. No, I don't think I was. <laughs> she had a girlfriend at the time, though, so. I was being a bit naughty there. But um, <laughs> in so far as writing about, like, people that do bad things... I don't think you should ever hold back from that because, I mean, I think if someone's made you feel a certain way because of their bad behaviour, like, you own that story, you should tell it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I think it is all right in that way. Like, although sometimes I just feel embarrassed about it just because I'm scared of... um, I'm just scared of seeing them because also there was a guy that I talked about who literally lived, like, two streets away and I was just... Even though I didn't feel bad about writing about him because he was a bit of a dick, like, I was so scared about seeing him. Um, and, like, there's, like, one park near where I live in, when I'm in London and I just so give that the widest berth in the world now because <laughs> he was a skater and I'm just, like, can just imagine him in the skate park and, like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a question about... Um... This is a bit of a two two bit question, but um, obviously growing up somewhere like you grew up and going back for things like Christmas is mm. always. Um, I mean, you can't really imagine it because of how this year's been. But for me, it was always like I'd go down the pub and I like, see everyone, and I'd really want to like prove that I'd like done <laughs> loads of stuff, mm. and I was like, you know, I'd like moved away, and I was like this impressive person people must be like so blown away by you I mean you've got a Vogue column obviously like you've written for so many amazing places but have they ever just turned around and been like mate what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's really nice actually like people um having that feeling um but I think everyone from home is quite lovely but I mean I find it more like satisfying sometimes when it's people that maybe more like at uni or something that you know when people don't take you seriously or not listening to you and like um I've just noticed quite a few people being like oh um I read this thing you know and I'm like oh now you're interested in me and like <laughs> um, I've had that a little bit whereas I think with home people they're just like it's um they're just like nice about it but um yeah, like, just, you know, like, really up there in arse people at uni that think you're really dumb. They've yeah. just had quite a few of those, like, talk messaging. <laughs> and it is well nice. Um, but it's just funny that it take like, I'm not, oh, God, I sound so full of myself, but that people, um, you have to have certain markers before they take you seriously or listen to you. It's really silly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. You don't sound full of yourself at all. Um, the other <laughs> half of my question was going to be, whether or not you feel like you could have achieved all that you've achieved without moving to London. But I guess, mm. I guess you kind of answered that. But I feel think? like, um, so I don't know if like everyone has this, but when I've looked at different stages of work and like how they've happened, they've just all seemed so random. And like, I don't, like each, you know, um, like I got an internship advice that was proper turning point because I've just you know been doing so many like two week ones where all you do is shred paper and that was because the girl that had it got a job somewhere else and I'm like oh and then after that they stopped doing internships or they less than them or they got one for a longer period or something and I was like god that was lucky and then um you know I wasn't even writing about relationships really until I got 
dumped <laughs> and that wasn't like part of a plan I just wrote that one personal essay there's so many points in which I'm like I don't know if it was London or more just you have to be so lucky so many times so we absolutely love your style you're not afraid to mention sexting you know awkward stuff have you always been to open your work and have editors ever tried to stop you at all no I mean I've I feel like I'm just don't get that embarrassed um you know when people are quite private I've always found it really confusing like before when I've been dating people and I've like started like yammering on about sex toys or something and they've been like oh that's (laughs) that's private that's like and I've just found it bewildering because you know I just don't think that way um I mean obviously I've then taken that into account um but yeah I guess it's the same with writing like I don't find it Obviously, there's some stuff I probably think that I'd find it embarrassing <laughs> if all my mind was, like, laid out. But, yeah, most stuff to do with sex or whatever, I'm not bothered at all. I have found it embarrassing, um, like, my parents are so unbothered by it, but sometimes it's so embarrassing with my dad. Like, um, in the, I've had this article in the Sunday Times about dating and the coronavirus, and um, in it I said something about... I didn't even think, like, about my parents reading it, to be honest, but there's a line in it about um, how good the shower head is at home for, like, using to wank with. <laughs> and um, I just sort of didn't remember to say to them, maybe don't read it or whatever. And then my mum was saying that, like, one of our family friends called Mandy, like, um, came around and was like, oh, can you direct me to the shower, please? And she came over. And I was so cringe. And then my dad made a joke about it when I came out for Christmas. And I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's too much. So- yeah, that was embarrassing. Um, it's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's good that your parents <laughs> find it so funny, though. Yeah, yeah. I think when, like, I really want to write a book at some point, and I was, like, always saying to my dad, I was, like, just have to give you a redacted version with, like, um, black marker <laughs> over sections of it. <laughs> I always think about that. Like, imagine, because I write, obviously, personally... But then I just the idea of my dad reading something about I know. I don't know why I think like that, but the idea yeah. of my dad reading about my sex life just really freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it's enough for anyone to feel a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, maybe twenty twenty one's the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were like obviously rereading and rereading and rereading your column in the lead up to this. Um, and even though you've recounted quite a few of them in the column itself, we were wondering if you have any, like, specific dating horror stories that have really stuck with you. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, one that I think of, like, I just hadn't really... I was really new to dating, and I just immediately didn't knew I didn't fancy him. But you know that feeling where you don't know how to leave? And then it's like, the more you're thinking about saying, I want, I'm going to go, the the harder it is to say it for some reason you're having a conversation in your own brain like just say it now and then you're like um and I just kept talking to myself about how I was gonna leave um and um yeah just didn't fancy him at all and ended up saying to like 1am for some reason um (laughs) and he oh he was really bad like he um spent about 12 minutes trying to find this video on his phone video on his phone of him and his friend taking cat and I was like it was like such a long video as well obviously it just wasn't funny and I was just sat there like oh yeah it's really funny because I just (laughs) incapable of saying anything and he also like um he was like oh um I went viral on Twitter once 
And I was like, oh, what for? Um, and he was like, do you like Ariana Grande? And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I'm not like a huge like mega fan. I won't get upset if you were rude about it. And he was like, so, you know, the Manchester attacks. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so scared. And then he was like, yeah, I just tweeted this thing. Like, that's why you listen to drum and bass, because they drop bangers, not bombs. <gasps> and I was just like... Oh, oh my, my god. god so bad and then i was oh and then he, yeah and he was like and i was getting all these death threats and i was like oh huh. and he was like yeah but like i didn't read the whole article about what happened did i and i was like oh maybe she read god. the whole article about what happened he was so bad and then i probably so stayed for like people. two more hours <laughs> like just so many people couldn't leave. so terrible aren't they so awful like what why is that acceptable he needs to have read the criticism on twitter yeah he's just I, asked about retweets anyway he just wants a few likes so weird i was like you know when you're like oh i don't know whether i should say something like you shouldn't um say that but i'm just so bad at um yeah, I probably should have messaged him after, but I'm just so bad at being confrontational. So, um, no, yeah, that was a bad one. I just always, like, judge them, like, internally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wow, yeah. I'm never going to speak to you again. <laughs> I think for a while when I was first dating, because I was, like, um, I couldn't tell if it was normal to... If it was normal, the sort of mild level of, like, that I felt was, like when you're not in love with someone or not that invested that's what it felt like but then after a while I was like oh no you literally just didn't fancy any of those people like mm. but I couldn't really tell you I feel like it takes you a while to work out like what it is to fancy people or what you don't fancy and mm. this is such a like weird period of me working that out um yeah it's like when you're eating a food and you can't decide if you like it or not, mm. but then you just keep eating it. Yeah, just until to be you like, realize maybe. That you hate it. So much. Maybe. Maybe I like this. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's so true. So, obviously, you tell your stories, we think, in a really playful and accessible way. Um, this might be a difficult question, I'm not too sure, but can you remember why you got into journalism? Um, it was quite random. Like, at uni, I don't, you know when everyone's like, oh throw yourself into it like go join those societies or whatever um such a cringy thing all your parents say when you go to uni but um <laughs> yes yeah, so I remember thinking oh I'll do something with the uni paper or whatever and then um weirdly because there was yeah I got a column on sex and relationships um which is so funny because then after that I didn't write about it until like now um but so it's quite funny that it was the first thing I did but um yeah I just wrote about I mean I don't know if I should say because I was just must be so crap what I was writing um <laughs> but yeah it was quite fun and then I was doing that and then I thought oh um I like this like might try be a journalist that sounds like a fun job like no idea how difficult it was um just was like oh yeah I'm sure apparently you don't earn much but I bet it's quite fun like really didn't think about it and then <laughs> um one of my friends at uni his sister um worked at stylist in like the the gra- um, graphic design bit so I managed to get an internship there um and then just started like that and it's really funny because my mum's always like oh yeah I knew you were like a good writer or whatever but I feel like that um, you were always writing growing up, but I feel like if I'd have painted, she would have said the same, because it's like kids <laughs> paint and write, like you do everything, don't you? Um, but yeah, so it was, it was kind of random. 
You are so talented. Um, mm. We oh. <laughs> are so impressed by, like, in your vote column, especially, like, the, the quality is so great all the time and they're so um frequent and we were wondering do you ever get stuck for ideas because it seems so effortless oh I actually feel like um sometimes I think I've got like so much stuff going on it's um that like I'm almost slower because I've got loads of weird strands of thoughts like often when I write things it's like double the word count and going all over the place and it's more like to make it good I have to just slim it um I can be a bit all over the place sometimes like I've got quite a few ideas already written of things that I'm like sort of thinking about um with the column because I feel like you're lucky in the sense of you're writing about something like relationships because your friends are just always talking about that sort of stuff like I suppose if it's you know culture and things it can be a bit difficult because everyone loves like gossiping and nattering about like love um so I've got quite a lot of like random tangents of thoughts or things people that I know are dating have said and um that would be nice to write about in the future um okay should we do some random questions yeah this is the exciting bit Annie this is the exciting bit Ooh, get excited right so we're gonna put one to two hundred in a number generator and then we're gonna see what comes up so the first question was number seven which is what are you afraid of uh I really don't like rats I think rats are so <laughs> disgusting <laughs> Um, Neither do I. I think it's like a universal, they're actually yeah. disgusting kind of animal. Like, with, with, like, spiders and stuff, fine. Like, well, not fine, but I can sort them out, like, get them out of the room or whatever. But I thought of, like, a fat rat with a big fat tail is so disgusting. And apparently oh. there's loads of them at the minute, isn't there? Because of COVID. Oh, my God. Apparently what? there's Why? a big rat... Right, okay, this might be, like, <laughs> fake news. You know when you, like, sort of half-read a headline and you're like, that's a fact. But I swear I saw something about there's more rats nowadays or mice or something. Do you know what pisses me off? There's always someone, mm. when you mention you hate rats, who's like, oh, my God, why do you hate rats? It's because they're ugly. And then you're like, no, it's because they're, like, really dirty. they're like, awful. And they're like, actually, rats are the cleanest animals in the world. I'm like, oh, my God, well, it's so true. That is one of my best mates. She found a rat on the, on the floor and she took it home and looked after it and put a Reuben. Ah, <laughs> oh my no. god! She oh. loved him so much. I'm like, I'm sure. I'm, I mean, maybe they do care a lot about the personal hygiene, but they just I still live like into it. They are disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Mm. I don't know what I'm afraid of. I think I just hate spiders, like to the point. Yeah. Where it's mm. when it's when you actually look at it. You obviously you're like, okay, I'm bigger than you. I'm probably stronger than you. But then it's like you've got <laughs> so many eyes and too many legs. So just fuck off. <laughs> um, I hate them. Uh, you don't strike me as someone who's scared of anything, Amelia. I used to be very scared of spiders, but then at the zoo, my dad made me hold a tarantula, <laughs> and it was like incredibly cruel. But it also really helped me not be scared of them anymore. Now wow. I have to take them out of the house for David. Wow. Yeah. That really is something. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to... Okay. a new question. Um, so, I feel like I know the answer to this, but how is your relationship with your parents? Oh, yeah, it's really good. Um, me and my mum, I think, are quite similar. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to... F- <laughs> yeah, they're nice. Like, um, my dad's well into cooking. He's, like, a baker or, like, bakes cakes for cafes. So that's pretty good. Um, there's always some nice food around. Um, me and my mum just watch loads of TV together. I mean, we're Aww. not really... It's actually my mum's birthday on Sunday. Um, so we're going to get dressed up. <laughs> oh, you got an outfit that. planned? Um, do you know what? Like, the one nice outfit I've got because I just ordered something I didn't need because I'm not leaving the house but um I got um I got some like white jeans to wear with white top they're like you know like lace up at the side sort of jeans um but like I'm not gonna wear white when I'm eating I just feel like it's dangerous (laughs) so I won't wear that it is I'll find something else to wear do you wanna should we generate the questions spin that wheel spin the wheel. wheel 53 what is the most important lesson you've learned in life? Ooh. Oh, God. Um, not to put you on the spot whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a job in the interview, isn't it? most important. <laughs> um, or just an important lesson, if that makes yeah. it easier. What's an important lesson? Um, maybe, like, be really nice to people is an important one. <laughs> like, I feel like... Um, you sometimes a bit ago it felt you can feel like if you're being a bit mean or sassy you can feel like um you're being a bit mysterious and like cool but I just think it's so important to be nice to everyone and then you don't get weird and anxious later on about how you were awful (laughs) no I'm not awful to people but um (laughs) um, yeah just be really nice to people I believe in that so much like Mm. obviously with yourself being a journalist, obviously you have Twitter, which is just, like, such... Of late, I find, a really intense platform. Like, everyone's being so mean to each other all the time. Mm. And it's like... And then when you, like, come off the app and someone's, like, genuinely kind to you, or kind to me, it, like, shocks me a bit. I'm mm. like, oh, okay. I know. It's what the real yeah. world's like. I was just trying to think of an important lesson I've learned, and then I realised it is the most difficult question. It's really, really hard, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like it's hard to avoid the generic cliches of, like, forget what other people think of you and um, mm. always try hardest. But I do feel like the cliches are the most important ones. I don't know. Um, mm. As soon as you start to take other people with a pinch of salt, your life becomes easier, <laughs> I feel like. Mm. I have true. been... One thing I've been trying to do more recently is, like thinking before I speak not because I say anything well offensive but um I feel like I'm so someone that like talks and then thinks or like you know like say if someone said something that annoyed you like listen to it for for a bit or sit with your thoughts or um yeah just sitting with stuff before you immediately react to it and uh, yeah like what you were saying with Twitter and stuff I feel like that's quite relevant um because yeah I've just got a big blab a mouth and sometimes I regret saying things <laughs> I, I always do that and sometimes I'll have to stop myself mid-sentence and be like right okay so I know that I'm saying this but I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> stand by it so it's like, give me a sec oh my god yeah the worst thing is when you're backing up something you don't even believe do you know what I mean <laughs> when oh you're like why god. am I fighting this battle I don't even think that oh my um, god I do that around my parents so much because I feel like it's like yeah. what you were saying when you're younger you just used to fight against them so mm. now if they say something, I'll just immediately like be like, well, if you thought about this way, then I'm like, why am I being that person? <laughs> I'm not actually invested mm. in this whatsoever. <laughs> it's like that person from uni who's like, just being devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. 
I do that. And yeah, like the other, I feel like I find it so hard around my parents to be wrong, even though around like other people, I don't mind it at all, but just some reason it's annoying. And like the other day I said something like, cause I'd half read a tweet that was like saying something about leaving lockdown. I didn't even read it. It was probably wrong or whatever. And then um, when we were having dinner, I was like, oh, um, oh yeah because like we're coming out of lockdown soon and my dad was like we're absolutely not but I just kept being like no but like there has been reports of um, (laughs) like based on absolutely nothing but I just was so annoyed that I was wrong um (laughs) I hate it when I'm going to it with my dad and I know that I've read something and I know that it's important and I'll like reference it and he'll be like well where did you read that and I'll be like (laughs) (laughs) well I can't remember but I did read it and he's like all right do you, David did that. My boyfriend did that, like, literally two days ago. He said that when cats chase their tails, it's a sign of loneliness. And I was like, what do you mean? And he just, like, made up this thing. He was like, yeah, because, you know, if they're taken away from their mum too young and their siblings, it means they they, they see tail as something they don't recognise. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> so, so they chase it. And I was like... You've literally just fucking made it up on the spot. He's happened? just trying to guilt trip you. He's so annoying. <laughs> um, my it. friend once, my friend's um, fiance now, um, called Tom. He like once said to me that micro pigs are bred in a really cruel way that means they explode because they're not meant to be that small and I believed him and I was like it's absolutely disgusting that people get micro pigs it's really cruel for so long and then eventually someone was like that's bullshit and then I just was like oh of course it was but I just believed yeah, it for ages. Time, it makes so much sense just yeah. to um, take that back a bit, do you find it like actually bizarre that your friends are getting engaged? Because oh, yeah. I can't believe it. Like I'm just like, what do you mean? Because we're still twelve. <laughs> it's yeah. Legal. Oh my god! In my head, I'm twelve. Um, no, it, them two have been going out since we were like seventeen. Though, so they've been going out like nine years. I don't know if that maths is right. I'm. Tw- we're twenty five. <laughs> she was. Na- she was. 17 when they started going out I don't know how long that's um but yeah and they've like when we went to it was in sixth form college and um he was like the hottest guy in college or whatever he had a girlfriend at the time um which she worked her way into she was like actually <laughs> in toilets in Leeds apparently like you know like when people write in toilets it said like Vicky is a slag and stuff because <laughs> the, the other girl was quite popular so it's a big rift in school um, oh my god I don't know why that was so... Why we're talking about them two meeting, that was so relevant. But I think because they've been going out for so long, it actually feels like it was ages before they got engaged. Um, they get, they're supposed to be getting married in August, so hopefully it's still enough time for that to happen. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I spent such a long time when I was younger, like, really wanting to get married, and now I'm at the age when people are getting engaged. I'm like, no, actually... Mm, I don't know about this. It's just so scary. Mm, yeah. Very much a commitment. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's quite glam, though. You know, when people are like, "Oh, I've been divorced three times." Like, I think <laughs> yeah. it just sounds cool. Like it sounds like you've lived an interesting life. Yeah. Um, but then there's always that auntie as well, isn't there? Like never got married and like drinks loads of wine and just like turns oh, up and gives you like fifty yeah. quid. So I'm just like, I always kind of want to be her. Be that person. Yeah. 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 So many choices. Yeah. <laughs> Which Oh, I feel like right. since lockdown, like, it's made me... I don't know if it's just the shows I'm watching, because I'm watching This Is Us and stuff, but just recently I've been f- 
become because normally I'm like I don't know if I want to get married da, da, da. recently I've been like oh but like a hot husband and loads of cute babies way more <laughs> felt that way and I think it's because I'm probably deprived of human contact or something but yeah thinking about suddenly that. marriage seems a viable option <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mm. um right I'm gonna spin um Okay, this one's easy. Um, well, easy. I mean, simple. Uh, what is your favourite book? It says book and movie, but I mean, that's a lot to think about. Mm. So Ooh. you can choose one. We can do both. Favourite book. I know my favourite writers. Oh, actually, oh, I do yeah, know that's favourite book. Okay. Favourite book and favourite writer, Pogs. I love... Um, have you ever read Stag's Leap by Sharon Olds? No. It's a book of poems, but they're all like poems about um, her divorce from her husband and they're just so beautiful. And I'd, um, it's only recently I've started getting into poetry a bit because, you know, a lot of the time you read it and it's just like, I don't know what that means unless you've <laughs> had someone explaining it to you. Um, but, yeah, they're just so easy to read. And she just... What I think I like most about them is she talks about divorce in, like, the most romantic way possible. Like, she makes it sound... It doesn't sound... It's as romantic as the story of people meeting almost. And she sort of ends it by saying something like, um, you've, because he does, he breaks up with her, but she, at the end she says something like, um, you freed me, I freed you, now we're both free or something. And like, it's just really beautiful. Um, oh, that's beautiful. lovely. Yeah, I really like her. That I'm going to read that. When I was um, reading your work, I noticed that we like a lot of the same things. So I love Eve the bits. Like she is just <gasps> to me yeah I love her (laughs) do you have I mean I actually feel like this question is actually really important about favourite films I think you know a lot about a person you know what their favourite film is Mm. do you have one or like one of your favourite films yeah well weirdly actually so um the other day I was thinking about um favourite films and I really like Almost Famous oh Um, I've never seen it yeah, it's about like a rock journalist and he goes on um he goes on tour with a band and he's like trying to get an interview with them but they're just like, keep because they're all partying and stuff and he just can't get an interview. It's actually really stressful as a journalist because you're watching it and you're like the deadline's coming and you still have like a single quote <laughs> and they've like paid for him to go and you're like, oh. um but yeah, I just really like like, you know, like road ish films. And it's all yeah. heartwarming mm-hmm. and fuzzy. But um and then I was saying that I really like Jerry Maguire. Have you seen that? It's got oh like my Tom Cruise in it. I love Jerry Maguire. <laughs> love that film. <laughs> so I was talking about these two films and they feel quite different to me. And someone's like, oh, you know, they're both directed by Cameron Crowe. And I was like, oh. oh um, there you go then. There you go. So I must be a big fan. <laughs> a film I can't stop thinking about is Rocks that we watch. Oh, Have really? you seen Rocks? Oh, yeah, I watched that the other day. So good. So amazing. So Such a good film. A little bit of grit. Yeah. You know, um, just talking about what we were saying about never want your parents to be right. I loved Rocks, but because... Um, my parents were going on and on about watching it and then we were watching it and like the whole film they kept leaning over and be like do you like it do you like it and it was just annoying me so much so I kept being like yeah it's good it's good it's fine it's fine, fine. <laughs> inside it's fine. like literally tearing up <laughs> but just had this icy outer shell because I just didn't want to it was just annoying me that it was so wanting me to enjoy it <laughs> so I'm going to spin the wheel one last time um, and the number is 88 what will people say about you at your funeral <laughs> oh my God. every time I say that I'm just yeah what will they say about you at your funeral 
Um, I think they'd say, well, friends always say that um, I never stop talking. Um, I think I could like have a conversation with a brick wall sometimes. But like, it's really weird because it's weird that people say that though, because I think I'm quite quiet, but I don't know if you guys like people think you're outgoing and then you're like, what when they say it? Because I think because yeah. when you're inside your own brain, you can hear how much you're thinking that's a dumb thing to say or how much you're not getting across what you want to say. So it just feels confusing. But yeah, a lot of the time people say, that I don't stop talking so maybe that <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice thing to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it I don't know what they'd say about me I think they'd say powerhouse about me yeah oh, that's say, a nice they one. would not say powerhouse and by the way they'd say a lot more about you than you talk a lot I mean, I'm sure they would say that but they'd say more too um, yeah my funeral they would probably say <laughs> They would probably say that I was hard work, but it was worth it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh my god, like do you ever, I feel like this is the sort of thing that I do fantasize about. You know, when you're like on your pillow at night, yeah, and you just like think of weird scenarios like winning an Oscar, like what your speech <laughs> would be. I think Always. like stuff like you know, especially when you're a teenager and you're so annoyed with your parents, and like um, you just imagine like, oh, there'd be. So- this is a weird sick thing just imagining like your funeral and how sad everyone would be just to, like make yourself feel powerful again i feel like i've thought about this too much we've had <laughs> everyone this crying for me yeah that's what i'd say like we've had this conversation that i just literally want everyone in floods of tears I want, I, I, hopefully they won't say anything about me at my funeral because we won't be able to speak they'll be crying so much <laughs> the face will say a thousand words hopefully well um Ending it on death seems to wrap this up <laughs> quite well. Do you feel like the same thing about you? I'm trying to imagine uh, what I would say about you, and I would just be so. I mean, obviously, I'd be I mean, obviously, moved. everyone would be incredibly moved. They'd be so moved. Uh, but you know, other than that, I don't know. Hope they'll just say. Hope they just have a fun party. I think they'd make a documentary. Oh, they better. I think they would. They better. <laughs> Amelia Ellis story. Yeah. What would be a documentary about choice? someone trying to make a documentary? Probably on like. UK TV or something. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Right, Annie, thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys. That was really fun. You are amazing. Um so your column is a dating column for Vogue and does it come out weekly? Yeah, so it normally comes out sorry, it comes out every two weeks and it's normally on a Friday. Amazing. Um, a Saturday if something's gone wrong. We can't wait to read the rest of them. Do you have anything else exciting coming up? Um, not in the near future, no. Yeah, I feel just the same for everyone. I think mm. I have nothing. Time to stay hot yeah. in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's working, girl. <laughs> it's working. Trying Thank- to do hit in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye.